Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland will take place on the 26th of January at Strathclyde University, Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there! Back once again for episode five? I think so. I've not even done any artwork for it yet, but I'm pretty sure... There's already four in the folder, so it must be episode five. Episode five of our D365 Saturday podcast, where we're bringing on, I'm going to say Trisha first. Yeah. Just to leave you with Auntie's surname. And do you know well, what well, I'm saying? That you, never even, even, you, you didn't even go with Trisha's surname. I was just going to say that. I've not even went with Trisha's surname there, actually, which so, made me realise, what is Trisha's? Actually, I'll do first names and you can do surnames, because I can't remember the first the surnames. Or how about we just go with first names, because I don't want to try and pronounce it. So we have <laughs> Trisha and Auntie on today. Trisha Sinclair. Yes, there we go. Trisha Sinclair from Ebex fame, infamy, one of the two. And Auntie Paj, pa, from pa, Finland. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, the MVP <laughs> from Finland, boy. Anti PSA. That I mean, it starts with P. Well, let's just go with that. Anti PSA. Anti Pyman. But it's got a J in it. It can't be Pyman. There, is there not a football Andy Wyman that I'm thinking of as well? Well, I don't know. We'll obviously need to ask him how to pronounce his name because, again, it seems to be with the Nordics. We're not very good at it. We're Celtic, but we can't do Nordic names. I have Jonas Rapp. I have down to a T now, so I'm fine with Jonas. No, I still don't think you say it right. But I don't know what's wrong about it. Jonas. Jonas. Is that maybe better? Does he try to do the Swedish chef there? <laughs> I'm going to get my... He's going to knock my block in when we see him. He's got, no, he's not. He's not. He's actually going to get his mafia guys to come and beat me for mispronunciation and butchering of his native tongue. Yeah, the rapping is going to strike again and bring you down. Should be fine. We'll be all right. If we make it through the day... That's what we're aiming at. So this no, is actually really going to be our last our last recorded sessions with people. Yeah, it's the, the, this is the week of the event, 26th of January, 2019, Strathclyde Uni Tech. We are doing Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland. It's been it's been it's been quite a few sessions i mean we've been doing this now it was before christmas i mean it's not that long it's been about a month right okay but it feels like it's been a lot longer just with the podcast itself it's been it's actually been awesome fun speaking to everyone learning a little bit about them learning their stories it's been quite cool it's been really cool because i think for us the concept the conceptual idea of this whole d365 saturday scotland is a year and a half in the making with us at least, I think it was the first sort of conversations we had with Raz, etc., about it. Yep. Yeah, and then seeing it come into fruition has been great. Definitely for me, the the whole podcast we've been doing has been amazing because I've got to chat to a lot of the people beforehand that on the day I probably will be like a fleeting handshake because I yep. I expect to be quite busy. However, I don't know what to take of it. I don't want I don't want anyone to handshake. I want high fives. I want fist pumps. I don't want a handshake. If somebody runs like thirty meters or thirty yards and runs and gives me a flying high five, I'm all for that. Oh, 
somebody was watching the NFL championships. No? <laughs> is that what at the end? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know how it ended. I didn't get that far on it. I was uh, well Yeah, let's not talk about that. I don't know. I did I watched that. the first game. I mean, we've, we've had our group chat, and it was in the group chat. We were kind of watching the first game, and then everyone went to bed after that. So it was quite cool. Yeah. But yes, a little chat with Trisha, just yep. to to get to know her and find out her story and her upbringing and what it's all about. <laughs> See, that's the best way. You get somebody starting off a podcast by making them laugh. And you just go for it from there because they at least know that you're a human person because you can laugh. Machines can't laugh? No, not really. Unless you're properly programmed. I actually read something earlier where they were talking about making AI dumber than we are so they never take over. But that's stupid. Why would you want to do that? Well, so that the AI and artificial intelligence doesn't take over the world. You make it a little bit dumber than a human, so it can never become the master. Hmm. I don't think that's something I'd want to worry about. No? no. You're quite happy for the rise of the Terminators and all that sort of thing. The thing is, I don't believe that that is reality. Um. So I'm good because that's that's effectively kind of like saying, "Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings is a possibility," and. You know, uh, but I think we've already gathered the fact that I know absolutely nothing about Lord of the Rings. I know, and it's not real. It's Neither not... Harry Potter. Just so you know. That's fine, Rosie. Up yours. Harry Potter's not real. He's not. It'd be nice if he was. Actually, would it? No, because does that not mean there'd be like a creepy school with loads of? People flying around on broomsticks. I think that would create more segregation between muggles and, and you know, magical between creatures. What? Muggles and, and, and magical creatures. There would be more segregation. You wouldn't want that. We already have enough. We're good. All so right, it's okay. that Harry Potter isn't real. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no... A muggle, I thought... a muggle is a non-magical creature. So we're muggles. But I'm magical. Have you not seen all the stuff I can do with field service? This is true. Maybe we could re like recategorize what a muggle is to basically say it's a magical creature, but magical does not necessarily mean like with a a wand. It literally just means you you are magic. But surely that's in the context of it anyway, it's how you interpret it. This is true. I am not a muggle. You're I am just a mere mortal. I am a wizard dress. Is that not? I am not a number. I'm a free man. Is that not a song? That's the lyrics to start a song, is it not? No, I, I think, think that's the start a prisoner. Is that what it is? I am, yeah. No, right. It is, but it's also on one of Chris, uh, one of Fozzie's albums. <laughs> I am not a number. I am a free man, and then it's yeah. like a, in the thrash metal. So I've talked enough rubbish. How about you actually tell everyone who you are, apart from a big conspiracy? Conspiracy theorist who likes Harry Potter and believes everyone's real. I love how you think it's a conspiracy theory. It's a book she wrote at a coffee shop in Edinburgh and made a fortune off of it. Still a conspiracy. Sorry, Trish. On you go. No, it was the rise of the robots. I was more talking about the conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Trisha. 
Sinclair. There we go. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of the most. I mean, as Trisha shortest says, podcast ever. See you later. <laughs> as she says this, she's sitting like in a grand suite in a hotel paid for by her company. But so Trisha Sinclair, where are you from, Trisha? Because that's not a an accent that's easy to pick up straight away. Okay. So where do you think I'm from? Well, I know where you're from. So well, yeah, Ian, where do you think I'm from? I think I kind of know this as well. And uh, it's like Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> something like that. So I'm Jamaican and I came over here as my 18th birthday present. And it's the birthday present that keeps on giving because I'm still here. What? See, that's an interesting birthday present. Was that a one-way flight your family bought you to get you away from them? <sighs> now I, I I believe so. Um, <laughs> what, what actually happened is, like, my, my parents would give me a trip every year for my birthday. Um, so I did the entire Caribbean. I did a lot of the states. And then on my 18th birthday, I came here to visit my aunt. And I was like, oh, they're doing AI at this uni. And I want to do AI. So I actually studied AI at Darby Uni, um, and that's why I never went back because I they weren't doing that in Jamaica, um, and it's something that interested me, so I did it. That's quite cool. I um, you see, the, I actually feel a connection with you. I watched uh, Cool Runnings again at the weekend. That is that is but right. I will. Cool Runnings is equip is is equivalent to how you feel about Harry Potter. That's have how I never... feel about cool runnings. It's, what, so... No, it's... but Jamaica have a bobsleigh team. They do, but none of those men in that movie are Jamaican. Oh, touche. None of them. And you can hear it in their voice, because that, that accent is American. All of their accents are American. See, I, uh, I have... That's like a Highlander, or where you've got... <laughs> A Frenchman playing a Scotsman, a Scotsman playing a Spanishman. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and and you've it's also like a lot of characterizations of Jamaicans as well. So, yeah. yeah. So you're pretty headstrong then, obviously, if you came over here on your 18th birthday and just decided, do you know what, this is what I want to do. No, but then I tried to go back, you see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't have you. And my dad was like, uh, uh, nope. And he put me on a flight right back. So your dad deported you from home, basically. Yes. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Um, I tried to go home, and it. Didn't I mean, work. we're meant to make you feel better and stuff here, and we've actually just told you you've been deported by your own family. Yeah. Don't know how that but goes down. Fair. They came with me, so you know it's all fair. My mom came, and then my brother. Um, came because he missed my mom. He's a mommy's boy. Um, and then his girlfriend at the time missed him. So they got engaged. She came over. They're now married. And then my dad was the only one left. So he was like, no. So he came over. So effectively, we're all here. Um, Did you send him back, though? He goes back every six months. So he stays oh. during the he stays during the summer, then goes home during the winter. That's a decent plan, to be fair, Elm. Yeah, not, not having to get the cold weather. I know. I would love to do that as well, but you know, to be honest, now I probably wouldn't 
now I probably wouldn't stay in Jamaica because it's changed so much. So all the things that you're used to, it's different. Now I'm used to being here. But, you know, back when you're young, you just remember home, don't you? Exactly. You have this almost illusion of it when you get older, when you all the stuff that when you were a kid and you go back exactly. and it's just not the same. So it takes the shine off it a little bit, I think. Exactly, yeah. But I like to take my friends. I take my friends around to Jamaica all the time. And, like, I just show them, like, all the really cool bits. I have, like, a week itinerary that I just keep reusing all the time. <laughs> now, now that you're coming and speaking at the event and you know me and Ian, are we not all friends? Yeah, so do you want to come to Jamaica? We're supposed to be going next we're supposed to be going next year, but I'm going with a bunch of Georgians. So let's think. Two of the palest <laughs> Scotsmen you've ever seen in your life going mm-hmm. to Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I mean just, to be just, fair you yeah. just need sunscreen. Ian, what if we take the RV van that we take um, after we've done all the gyms, gyms things in America? We take the RV over to Jamaica after that. I don't know how you're going to get it there. Would be the issue. How would you get it to Jamaica? Oh, there'll be a way. Okay, I mean, well, maybe the robots The robots have maybe risen by that point and somebody will fly over. They'll go right. in the back at Optimus Prime. It might be easier just to get an RV in Jamaica. Like them, they have them. I, I also wouldn't recommend driving in Jamaica. I mean, you don't need to drive. You just have to go in a bathtub with wheels. <laughs> yeah. Is it not a beetle? No. Well, they do two things. So when John Candy's in, in the beetle, they push him in that. Trisha, remember we said at the start, when you shake your head, we can't see it. Nobody can know. For the benefit yeah, of the first but the thing is, it's good that they can't know because I'm just shaking my head at you like, what are you talking about? I mean, and I Mark. Running's like literally just pushing them down the hill. Um, but you probably don't want to do that. Just saying. And if you started slagging him about being Scottish, he'd be the one that would jump down your throat for it. So, like, pot and kettle here, Trisha, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not slagging, I'm just saying. I would be better going I'm around just the saying, like, I, I just need to point out and remind you that Cool Runnings was filmed in America, not in Jamaica. You're joking. Yeah. All those pretty lovely hills <laughs> that you see, no. It's just like the moon landings then, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Fisher. sorry, did I, did I burst your bubble? And in, in the space <laughs> of six minutes, you have actually ruined my childhood. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Mark, remember, facial expressions don't come across in the podcast. Nobody yeah, else can see you. So Nobody just... can see the tears. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally, right? So I'm off on a total tangent here, though, right? I I went down on holiday to my granny's with my friend. So the first like holiday I went on with somebody that wasn't the family, and we went to see Cool Runnings. And I've loved the film ever since. And because it brings back childhood memories. And you've just killed my childhood, Trisha. You know, the actual premise is real. You know, Jamaica's first bobsled team did actually go to the Winter Olympics. They did come in last. The the actual premise is real. Um, It just wasn't filmed where you'd think it was filmed. And it wasn't played by Jamaicans. And also, I'm not entirely sure how accurate is that lucky rap thing that they used to kiss the egg the egg that they kissed full i don't i'm not convinced that's actually real no thanks 
What are you going to tell me next? That the gremlins aren't... I mean, how logical is is having a a lucky egg? An egg is not fresh for that long. And then you can't... Like, it's going to break. Did they they boil the egg? Is that what they did? But even if you boil the egg, the shell would crack. And it would smell after a while. And it would smell. So I really don't think that that happened. Just saying. You've just totally done it. Totally killed my childhood. So... But eggs come in packs of six. Or 12. Eggs, they come in packs of six or 12. I know, but then you have one lucky egg. So How do you know it's only one, though? They could have just kept changing it out. But then it's not a lucky egg, is it? Uh, You don't know. It's the heart of the movie. It could be a lucky chicken. The producer's lucky egg. (laughs) But then they say it's a lucky chicken. They wouldn't say it's a lucky egg. But it's still a lucky egg if it came from a lucky chicken. Uh-huh. The lucky egg or the lucky chicken? Yeah, I, I don't think that's where they were going with it. I don't think that's where we want to go with this conversation either. Mm. Oh. This is true. I'm this... sorry, Mark. I, I told you it would be difficult, you know? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I will t- I'll take myself off mute while I stop uncontrollably sobbing. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But the so, Lion King, which came out at the same time, is still good. That's still good. Just saying. But, 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 but I'm going to blow your burst your bubble on that one. The roar used by the lion's actually a tiger. What? Mm-hmm. How is the lion an actual tiger? The, the noise it makes. Roar. As a tiger. A lion's don't play roar. Go on YouTube it. Go on YouTube it. Okay, I will. I can't YouTube it now, can I? No. <laughs> we'll add it into the show notes. A lion's roars more like an old man barking. So think of um, what was it? There used to be is it MGM at the start of all their films. They used to have the roaring lion at the start. Can you remember that? Say again. Hello. Any film that was done by MGM Studios mm-hmm. at the very start of it, they used to have a lion that roared. Yeah. So that's that's a sort of lion's roar. It's a more like a huskier, bitey sound than a than anything else. Well, then they roared. It sounded similar to me. I even watched it again last week. It still sounded like a roar. Oh, look who looks disappointed now. I know. <laughs> I'm, doing I'm, actually just, I'm actually just thinking, like you know, did did it sound like a roar or not? And I, I, after this, I'm going to be looking into the the lion roar. I think we need to pause the podcast right now. Can we pause it so I can check this? Because my no, brain... yeah, just just go for it anyway. Okay, hold on. Give me one sec. <laughs> Trisha could be proven wrong, which I like. That's fine. That's okay. You know, happy so to what learn. What does a lion roaring sound like? It sounds like someone farting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but okay, there is that. So, Trisha. Came, in Jamaica, came from Jamaica at 18, went to uni in Derby. Yeah, lovely old Derby. Doing AI. How mm-hmm. long was that course? Three, four years? Five. Okay, the only number I don't Cause say. We a... <laughs> no, because we did a year out for um, placement, so it's like a year's graduate All right. thing in between. And then you... She's just playing one up on you, Mark, because you said four, she said five. Yeah. Oh, 
it was four years off actual like coursework and then one year off where you had to go out into the workplace and you know work so i worked for nestle because they did chocolate wait there nestle and ai i'm thinking i'm not getting the the connection or the correlation there's there's no connection to ai like as soon as i finished the ai course what what do you do with it connected field service now it's coming back into play but throughout my entire career i've had nothing to do with ai because the concept just wasn't relevant unless you were going to go into certain fields which to be honest i wasn't going to go into so basically they made you learn prologue which is like this logic language and they talked to you about the theories and all the stuff like free will, et cetera, et cetera. So we had to do a lot of those theoretical courses. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really help you to do anything much. So, so when you went to uni and you thought you were going to you liked the sound of AI, what did you expect? I expected that I, at the end of it, I was going to be able to build a machine, you build know, robots. a machine that will help, like that will help me to kind of like do stuff. Is that like Skynet, like the Terminator? That's totally what you thought. Not to take over the world, (laughs) but something useful. Something that could maybe like go make my tea and come back and give it to me in the more, be my help person, you know? Is that not why you get married? I think that's why my boyfriend has me. (laughs) Is that why you got married, Mark? (laughs) My wife does not make me cups of tea. (laughs) I made my boyfriend cups of tea. My wife worked in a coffee shop for, what, five years, so she refuses to make tea and coffee now. I can understand that. I can understand that. But the thing is, you need to make each other cups of tea, though, because like my boyfriend and I, we make each other cups of tea all the time. Mm. I will give you my wife's number. You can text her later and say, oi, go and make Mark a cup of tea and but see it, what sort of, see what sort of response you get from her. <laughs> but it has to be want. You have to want to, though. You can't force someone to make you a cup of tea. It has to be, I want to make you a cup of tea. Unless you have children and you just make, you actually force them to make you a cup of tea. You know, like, I don't you know if this is You probably have to pay thing. your kids, Mark. I don't actually. They just know that they'll not get a, dr- a lift to work or a lift from work or, <laughs> or fed or anything like that. Yeah. I remember, like, my dad would literally call me from down, like, call me from upstairs and ask me to pass him the remote, which was, like, <laughs> just right beside him. Did your parents do that? I think it was just to, to show I can do this to you. I have the power. I mean, his ultimate power play was get out of my country, really. Um, <laughs> so you've done, you've been to uni, you've been to Nestle, you're in an AI. Where do you head to from there? So then once I had to come back to this country unwillingly, um I, <laughs> I then got a job in CRM at a really small company, um, Logic in Oxford. It's actually still there. Um, they've grown a lot now because I was actually their first employee. Um, and it, it was a, it was good. I was doing support for them. Um, so I learned a lot, but I wasn't doing Microsoft. I was doing Sales Logics and Sage. Um, and for the benefit, we have bleeped out those words for anybody listening. Okay, so I was doing other CRM <laughs> systems. 
you know, had nothing to do with Microsoft Dynamics at all. But then I did actually start going into Microsoft Dynamics when version four came out. Um, but then, but, but by the time version four came out, and then I moved on to another company um, in, where was it? Tonbridge. So yeah, that was Solica. Do you know Solica? It's gone now. Which doesn't name doesn't ring a bell, but it was another CRM partner, so they did other CRM systems. Not part of the dynamic stack. That was not part of the dynamic stack, but they also did the dynamic stack. So I was pretty much at this point now doing all types of CRM stuff. And then I kind of got bored because by then I'd pretty much expired all the things that you could do with you know, the other CRM systems, and then decided to focus my whole efforts on just Dynamics. So then I started to learn Dynamics at that point. And then I wanted to move on, but my dear friend, um, my, my friend actually got an offer at this company called Outsourcery. He rejected it and then passed the details on to me. I then applied and then got the job, which was really good of him, wasn't it? You should always have friends like that, you know, help you out. Um, always have friends that help you get jobs and stuff. That What a this, blessing that would be. Eh? This is so true. Um, so, yeah, I got that. I stayed there for quite a while, learned a lot. That's basically where I learned the most of my stuff from, from Microsoft. And I also learned a lot about, like, TFS, DevOps, and, and that stuff because it was so small. Like, we all had to do everything ourselves, so effectively – you did functional, you did development, you did project management, you did testing, you did everything. So I think that's why I, I now I'm in a position where I can pretty much do anything that I want. I hear a trumpet being blown in that room of yours. Just <laughs> Was that a dabbing as well? I mean, we No, we dabbing dab. is this. This is a dab. Oh, no. Yeah. Again. Mark? I thought you had children. Don't they keep you I do have children. That doesn't mean we go around the estate and dabbing to the grannies. Um, no, they do it at home. Do they? Yeah, they dance at home and, you know, like, have a party. Do you not do that, this? So, so is that where they kind of say, that was a great cup of tea, and then dab after it to celebrate? No. Yeah. It's okay. I can I can see the difference in our households. It's okay. Yeah. Is that yeah in, I, in, my, in my brother's household... Like, you know, we turn up, we turn down the lights, we play karaoke, we have like a grand party just because we want to. It's in my fun. house, I try and make sure all the children are out and then I play FIFA. He I plays don't. FIFA after eight o'clock. My brother does. Yeah. That is the life. That is the way forward. A game of FIFA. So you've done all you've done all of this. You've got your job. You can do anything in dynamics, can't you? Okay. And then that company, unfortunately, no one wanted to leave. Literally, no one wanted to leave that company, but we were forced to because it went under. And then we went to. I'm going to skip that company because it wasn't. Yeah. And then I went to Avanad, and now I'm at Ebex. But because no one wanted to leave Outsourcery, what I'm slowly trying to do is I'm slowly trying to p bring back everyone that I worked with at Outsourcery to come work with me. Yeah. 
and you must work with some great people at Ebex. I do. I work with this amazing guy. His name's Mark Christie. And he like he's so helpful and so useful with like DevOps and field service and just knowing things. And like he will drop anything and just help you out if you need it. So like I really I really like the people at Ebex. That's fine. There's 20 quid in the poster for you. Thank you. So and you're enjoying it at Ebex, you're you're getting in back into AI a little bit? Yeah, because the thing is, like, the Ebex is my first pre-sales role because I've never done pre-sales before. So it took me a while just to do pre-sales, get into pre-sales. But I think I'm getting the handle of that now. You love pre-sales, you love Ebex. Yeah. We can cut this bit out. Life right now is pretty great, I won't lie. You're getting to do... You're kind of going a little bit back into AI roots as well. I mean, yeah. that, that sounds like a Jamaican rapper, doesn't it? AI roots. <laughs> Is that going to be like your name when you walk on stage? No. Boom. No, like your, I'm not your on stage persona. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to associate anything with like Levi roots. Roots. Oh. No, we're good. That's fine. I, I, bet, I bet that doesn't even taste like Caribbean food. Not really, no. It's kind of like um, Jamie Oliver's jerk rice. Oh, don't get me started on Jamie <laughs> Oliver. So, what are you talking about? Is it AI? I actually two, know. Two, two subjects you don't touch me with. One is J.K. Rowling, and two is Jamie Oliver. So, and I did so both you, of them. So, you're not talking about AI. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about Azure DevOps. So, one of the things um, that I find is that everyone talks about continuous deployment, continuous um, development, but no one actually touches on the earlier bit, the first bit, the main bit for me, which is work item management, Um, how to do the processes, how to make sure that you're actually on track during the project, and how other people, apart from developers, can use. DevOps. Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about. Just basically the other side of um, DevOps, which is work item management. Okay. And is that using any specific uh, methodology, like Agile no, or Scrum? No, it's not methodology specific. And I'm going to make that extremely clear. It has nothing to do with a methodology. Of course, it touches on methodologies um, because DevOps, via the processes, try to align themselves to different um, methodologies. But you can create your own custom process. So it's not exactly like it's tied to a specific methodology. It really is. You need to understand what process you want to do within your project. And based upon that, you can either find the best fit, the best process fit, or you can then find the best fit and then extend it or tweak it as necessary. So I'm going to be talking about what the default processes are, you know, how they are different, um, which which one might fit better for a particular methodology, where you can extend it, et cetera, et cetera. Is that all collaboration okay. as well then across with a DevOps team to deployment in different areas? No, so I'm actually not going to touch on deployment and deployment delivery. I'm only doing that in terms of introduction. So where I introduce the whole of the services included in DevOps. And then I basically just focus on, okay, so work item management. So I'm doing um, the processes, the feedback, um, the boards, et cetera, et cetera. 
I do say etc a lot, don't I? Um, because you're extra. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that's so it's the user stories, the work items, the assigning off them, getting the right data, basically day-to-day usage of DevOps. It's the day-to-day usage of DevOps because I do get asked a lot about how what's the best way to set up the project? How do we actually get stuff into DevOps? How do we get started? So this is really geared towards, okay, you're, you, you may be a new lead, you might never have to have had to do this before, you might be a project manager, you know, needing to know, okay, how can you get the information out of the system? You might be a business analyst um, needing to know, okay, how do I, how can I use DevOps? Um, because you only see the development team using it. You might be, you know, just anyone who just needs to know how can you use DevOps and and where will it play a part for you? Because I think there's a lot out there about continuous deployment and um, integration, but just not a lot that explains how do you even get started on this? Yeah, there's a lot of terms get flung about. A lot of people know, like as you say, DevOps continuation. Exactly. uh, User cases and case map or the case studies and all that sort of stuff where you see everything, but yeah, what is it? How do you do it? How what do is it exactly? It? What are the different terms? You know, so people are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a PBI. Okay, but if you use the wrong um, process, you're not going to get a PBI, you're not going to get a requirement, you're not going to get a user story, and then that might confuse people because, and they don't know why they're not seeing what they're expecting to see. You know. I think as well as a terminology thing, even I've seen businesses where as part of a delivery team, they have a DevOps team, but the DevOps mm-hmm. team are the web dev team. They're developing like front ends and things like that, but they get called DevOps. DevOps. So is that terminology there as well about what is DevOps? It's not the team that's the process, that type of thing as well. It's okay. understanding all of that. So one of so, my slides is what is Azure DevOps? It literally explains what Microsoft term it as and then we go through each of the services and break down what's included in each of those so you know just from an overview what it actually entails because even if um, you come out to my session not knowing um, or understanding work item management but you want more you know okay where to go to get the rest of the services where to get the rest of the information it's um, and you can actually continue your learning that way. So it's going to be quite in depth then. I'm trying to make it as valuable as possible, and there's a lot to cover. I'm aware that people might want to ask questions though, um, yep. so from I might some, talk, I might talk fast. For somebody <laughs> who's in DevOps all the time, it's, it's something that I wouldn't mind casting my eye over and listening to to what you've got to say. Because the more and more I listen to people talk about. Different methodologies, I know you're not covering it, but different methodologies, how they work with DevOps and how they're going to use their item management. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different ways of doing it. And it's one, it's, I kind of catch all, there's not a right way of doing it and there's not a wrong way of doing yeah. it. It's what's right for that for type of project, not even that type of project, for that project at that time. Yeah. And that's why I'm not going into methodology because that will will be there all day because everybody does things totally different. Everybody will have their own opinion. And I'm not, I can't tell you what to do, what's right for you and your project. I can advise you what the system can do, you know, and, and what the default is. 
and what's available, and you can make a choice. Well, let's, let's kind of end that almost on a, a statement about mythology that people know. How many agile projects have you been on where they say it's agile, and the only thing that's agile is no paperwork because everything else is waterfall? Yeah, I like to call those wajal, and then everybody curses me like it's not wajal. We don't like that. And I'm like, but it, it's it's <laughs> it is. not. I mean, what they might good. call it, they might end up calling it pequest. <laughs> you can't say that. I just did. Um, not a lot of companies. A lot of companies will take several like different. Your head to the sky right now. <laughs> a lot of different companies will use different things. I mean, I've. I've been in places where it's been sure step they've used or it's been agile or it's been a mix of both. So there are lots of different things and companies will create methodologies that suit themselves because um, it helps them deliver. So there, as we said, there isn't a really a right or a wrong way of doing it. I mean, like at Outsourcer, we had our own, we literally created our own methodology that suited us. Yep. Uh, it worked well. Um, we were... It was a tight process and the whole team knew it. It allowed everyone to do exactly what they needed to do. Um, when I went to Avena, they also have their own process and Ebex also has their own. So every single company that I've been to has their own methodology that they follow and it actually suits that company. You yep, know, and, and that's, done that's when a company's got a good structure internally. And as you say, everybody knows at what point they drop in and drop out of the process. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's that's ultimately the aim of the session in terms of as a BA, okay, you're probably going to touch on these work items. You know, this, by the way, this is a work item. This is what a work item is. This is what a work item does. Um, these, these are the actors involved. You know, you've got your BA, your project manager, your developer, um, your tester, your stakeholder, you know, so it, it will touch on all those. So, you know, where you can come in, where you can go, where you can find information. Well, that's certainly another one that's on my list of uh, sessions I'll be attending, hopefully, on the day. There's so yeah, many. Take them all, you know. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that and run about and do the organisation and make sure that every person's in a room, that you have a full room of people to present to. Yeah. That's your session. What session are you looking forward to going to? I want to go to the user adoption session. I think there is a user adoption session. Yeah, with Janet. Really, Janet. Yeah, I'm really like keen on you. I've always been keen on user adoption because obviously without adoption, you've got a failed project. So sure. it's something that I'm always conscious of and something that I always want to know how can we improve user adoption, something that obviously in pre-sales, I'm, I'm more equipped to do this now, but even before, I've always been, okay, what are we doing for user adoption? What's our strategy? And yeah, it's definitely something I'm interested in. Yeah, so Janet will talk about her process or Microsoft's process for that. Mm. Which is it's cool. a really, really good session. As we mentioned. Toby. Yep. <laughs> you need to remember that. Sorry? Our cat's called Toby. Oh, you Toby. need to remember that. Yeah, Yeah, because she apparently she always has a slide of her cat in the presentation. Several. <laughs> he always makes a pres uh, a presentation and her presentation. Is that right? An appearance no. in her presentation. An appearance in her presentation. Yeah. <laughs> so have you have you been to Glasgow before? No, I've never been. What are your plans while you're up here? Are you doing anything else? I wanted to, but I don't think I'll have time. 
So I've actually, I did put aside the Sunday, but then I realized my flight's leaving in the afternoon. So I don't think there will be time, but I'm definitely going to come back and do stuff. I just don't know what there is to do because the only thing I'm hearing is that Glasgow is where there is whiskey. Um, I don't drink, so that doesn't really do much. There's more to Glasgow than whiskey. I'm sure we can put a week's worth of itinerary for you awesome. and then we'll just recycle that. I really, yeah. honestly, I would appreciate that. Like, I really would. Like, I can, we, I can, we can sort something out. The itinerary that I would expect, and you can just, you know, do it accordingly to that template. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, if we give you an itinerary of Glasgow and you were to make a video of it, what song would you use? It depends. I can't choose songs until I actually experience it because it's really all about the feeling that that song gives you. You want the feeling to reflect how you feel on the at the holiday. Ah. Don't you? Oh, no, we'll give you that one. That's, yeah, that's that, a same with answer. smells and stuff as well. It's songs yeah. and smells just to remind you of certain places and things like that. That's why I like buying like a new aftershave as I go through duty free going on holiday. It reminds me of the holiday when I smell it. Stupid yeah. things like that. Yeah. And it usually yeah. means you're starting a new job. <laughs> That's only when I go to Turkey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right. Thank you very, very much for your time today, Trisha. And we will see you in what's well, just under, well, about a week now, isn't it? Is it? Love wow. It's 12 days. By the, 12 days. Out, by the time it goes out, it'll be about a week, unless you're staying up all night doing some editing. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight not tonight thank you so much guys thanks bye cheers bye. bye that was an interesting chat with her she has ruined my childhood i'm not going to deny that and i still think it was in jamaica i just think it was a part of jamaica she's not visited well looking at the weather for this week she might need some sort of help from the jamaican bobsley team hopefully not hopefully the weather is fantastic typical scottish weather a little bit cold but cool and calm and nice. Hopefully there is no snow and no need to protect some fake eggs, not in Jamaica, but in America. Anyway. And talking about weather and extreme weather, we go from Scotland to, to Finland, where the weather's probably a little bit colder than it is with us. And we will speak to Auntie. So, unfortunately, we've had the, the, the displeasure of inviting somebody else to speak last but not least well to be fair it is last and least isn't it oh yeah it wasn't meant to be last though because he did try and pull us our arm into it and say he wasn't going to come to Glasgow if we didn't actually get him on the podcast yeah, I was just putting you guys off you know. <laughs> yeah. wanted to know if you guys are really interested in me or not <laughs> well <laughs> it's just a show oh no it's, um, I do like um, a, a quite nice shaven face um the whole baby face going on there yeah you can't yeah. you can't see his face obviously in the podcast but we have i don't know how to say your surname auntie actually i don't even know if auntie is your first name go for it that, who that, are you that that is my first name yeah so auntie payonen uh, auntie payonen that, that's that pretty good like, yeah, that sounds like in glaswegian that sounded to me like auntie pie unit like you're against pies <laughs> auntie this is some uh some guys in the U.S. call me Pie Man because they can't say my last name, so they just say Pie Man. So, so obviously we hear the same thing because I heard pies as well, but I heard yeah. anti-pie 
unit. So I was like, so you're against pies. You're you're a built unit against pies. Anti pie union. That's good. Yeah, we'll, yeah that's that's, we'll that's, that. in, that's close enough. <laughs> I've written it down as actually p, <laughs> spelling it as a pie pie union. Brilliant. Awesome. So you are one of our speakers. Not the last speaker on the day, unfortunately, the last speaker on the podcast for yourself. So what are you looking forward to actually doing? Or what is your presentation going to be on when you're here? Yeah, good question. Um, it's around flow, uh, flow PSA and full service. Um, it's uh, without giving away too much. It's it's extending field service and um, with with PSA and and flow basically using all those three to you know squeeze more out of the platform out of the applications without doing any code and, and just extending them i actually trying to work out in my head how you're doing that or what you're going to do and what expectations i have from it and yeah my mind's a total blank canvas on it like field service psa i get how they work i get what they do one's about planning beforehand another one's very reactive yeah so have you got a spoiler of one flow that you might think about or even a scenario where you would use flow with field service? Yeah, I can give you a, a teaser and use PSA as well. Um, it's to, uh, it's, it, it revolves around a business problem. And I, can, I, I guess I can tell what the business problem is. The business problem is, is enabling field technicians to upsell and cross-sell and to create additional sales on a service calls. So okay. that's that's kind of the, that's kind of the core. Uh, that's the business problem for for field service, which is, uh, you know, one of those business problems that we face in, in pre-sales pretty, pretty regularly. And then, you know, how do you use uh, PSA and flow to extend field service to enable that? Nice. I'm actually thinking and drawing at this precise moment, I have visual diagrams floating around in my head, just like, right, okay, we're going from here, we're going over a flow, we're going to go back to here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just sat forward the, on my seat, like, as yeah, if I'm the, getting the, ready for the, this whole presentation right now. The, the thing is, actually, that it's 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 probably a lot easier to comprehend in, in, a, vis, in, in a visio than it is doing a demo, because... I mean, you're imagine just being on field service and then jumping over to PSA and then jumping out of flow, seeing how the flow works, then jumping over to you know your exchange and then back to another flow and then back to so it's it's a really really you know you're you're jumping screens and and tabs uh, browser tabs and whatnot constantly so it's actually a it's actually challenging to do a demo on it because it's you know you're kind of all over the place, um, but. Um, We'll see. I did a webinar on it in, in Finland a couple of months ago. Um, so I've done it once before. So it's exciting to see what it's like in front of a live audience. So did it work, though, the first time you've done it? That's the main question. It did. Yeah, it did. Okay, that's a good shout, then. So at least I've tried and tested for the Glasgow audience. He just now has to stand there and not just have a visual diagram <laughs> and point to it and just look at people. Like You're actually going to have to present this and make sense of it. Yeah, you know... Reading it from a Visio would be easier, but then I suck at Visio, really. I really do. I mean, I'm artistically and, and you know, when it comes to, like, drawing Visio diagrams, I'm just, uh, my skills are just, I'm visually dead, so to say. So, um, yeah, I can't draw a straight line with a pen, yeah, and I can't exactly. do it in Visio either. Like, I, I can't do it. Oh, I, 
I think everyone by now knows my love for Visio. I I love a Visio diagram, regardless yeah. if it makes sense or not. I just like colours. If it looks I think pretty, you do a Visio nice. diagram even for going to the supermarket. Oh so hell yeah! So so that's the reason why um, DB three sixty five is 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 as colourful as as a rainbow. So now now I get the the analogy between your blog site. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends what local you look at. Yeah. I, on that, Auntie, like, it see. was a sideline conversation. The one that's there is one that if I got them to finalise on, but yeah. we went through about 40 of them. I was like, stop changing the colour. Stop changing the colour of this. Keep it there. Get a logo. <laughs> but I think you finally settled in one, eh, Mark? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting the idea. So, so yeah, I mean, my drawing skills are... are um, I couldn't draw, if you know the dick butt may may, I couldn't draw that bird in the dick butt may may. I just I suck with a pencil. So um, that's why I just you know I just do my demos with with flow and I was like hey 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 look at this look at this look at that and then everyone's so, like what the hell is he showing? I'm like well you're not getting it you're stupid. <laughs> See the one thing that I will say is there's not a lot of people who are going to be doing live demos. A lot of people will be. Having their uh, PowerPoint up on the screen, mm-hmm. they'll be they'll have screenshots, they'll have content, they'll talk around it. Because for a lot of people, they'll use. I mean, I do it myself. I use PowerPoint with a picture and two or three bullet points more as a prompt for what I'm going to talk about. Because mm-hmm. like my, my my talk will change every time, but one thing stays constant. But we'll not talk about that. You know, you bad admin. I'm not. Um, I'm not really a fan of PowerPoint. So I just I, you know I have. I, I always have a couple of slides, but then I kind of want to do or show something else. Um, it's not like I'm re- creating the flows, so it's basically just creating a couple of records, showing how they work. So um, it's interesting to see how it goes. It's always a bit tedious to, uh, you know, show something live in front of an audience. So seems maybe like we'll, the you know, Nordics it, are up for the challenge, though, because you're not the yeah, only one doing a live demo on the day. I guess you know. I, I'm guessing Sarah probably has a live demo as well. And um, really, we know know that would be the guess. And you, yeah. Eunice probably as well. Yeah. So it should be quite an interesting one. One bit of advice that myself and Ian will give you is have some backup slides just in case. No, no. See, that's oh, not. not oh, I'm, oh, I'm going all out. The only backup slide I'm having is a beer can on next to my laptop, so I'll just have a sip from that. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the best backup slide ever. If it goes that wrong, you're just going to sit for half an hour, feet up, and drink a cold beer. Now, what we could do, if we're being really good about it, have you seen the full buttons that you get? Uh, no. Right, so I've seen this somewhere. There's a flow button. You basically press a button, and it triggers a Microsoft Flow to run. You oh, those, just, yeah, the flip that, like, buttons. Like IoT yeah. buttons. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I've got one. Remember that thing that Ben gave me the second? Yeah, yeah you've got one as I've well. Got one. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that could be a panic button. So create your flow to start with. And if it goes wrong, press your panic button. It will run through flow. It'll pop me an email and I'll come in and give you a cuddle. That sounds good. <laughs> that, are we that was that? so elaborate just to, just because you want to touch him. Mark wants to touch you, obviously. And, Mark, he's, and he's creating a flow for it. So flow is quite a new bit of technology. What, where were you, before you started getting more involved with flow, mm-hmm. PSA, field service, what's your background? 
is it a dev background and that's how you're picking up flow quite easily or are you more- uh, you know i i have to be honest with you that i'm you know i think i'm still learning that i, I well i think flow is something that you kind of you'll never stop learning it but i would say that i'm probably somewhere between a beginner and uh and a uh and a mediocre floor uh i don't have a dev background i i have zero knowledge of code zero um i i don't know any code at all to be honest uh and flow i guess i mean i kind of started picking it up in the summer based on and and pretty much driven by um by Eliza Benitez and, and what she started doing with, with what, what the flow, uh, her amazing vlog vlog, uh, video series on, on flow. So that kind of, she kind of gave me the all spark of, of, of flow with, with what she was doing. Um, and I've um, actually been watching that today. I watched the first three episodes. That's today. great. She, she's, she's brilliant. She has, you know, uh, she, I think she's the only one and only person in the community that I know of that that actually does a consistent, uh, you know, does consistent work around uh, uh, vlogs, flow vlogs, and they're educational. They're they're good quality. He's a super fun, super fun lady. She's you know she's fun to listen to. So uh, two thumbs up to her for 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 making that. So she kind of gave me that all spark of flow and and uh, you know knowing that that. The async service in in, in Dynamics 365 customer engagement will. Um, Ian's like, well, <laughs> looking at Ian's face a little. I'm not giving a fuck. <laughs> no, no. So uh, looking at the uh, what what's going to happen to the async service, that essentially becoming uh, or flow becoming that. I was thinking that it's it's probably a good idea to jump on that train and to get acquainted with it and you know it's if it's if i spend two hours on a flow it's one and a half hours that i'm really pissed at the technology and pissed at myself for not being able to do it and then it's 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 then it's 30 minutes of relief and and just utter joy so it's you know really really like uh, uh an emotional roller coaster doing Doing flow, it's it's it has its ups and downs, but I think there's like that the end, it's ending fine. your tech, isn't it? It's ending your tech, you get the same thing. You get that hair pulling hour and a half where you like you think I can't do this. I'm giving up. I don't know my job. I need to go home. Game over. I need that beer, and then you get that thirty minute revelation of actually that just worked. It done exactly what I wanted to do, yeah. and when I wanted to do it, that's amazing. It's it's usually. The only thing that's wrong is usually something that's really small. You have an expression that has, you know, one bracket too much or too little or a comma or or something missing, whatever it is. And, you know, you come home, you, you, you hit a hot shower and you're like, I got it. And you run down the stairs to your laptop and you crack it and you're just on top, you know, on top of your world after that. Yeah, me and Ian actually talked about that the other day that, you could be sitting on a problem for three or four hours. You could be driving home or you could have your tea and then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, let us try this. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's half past three in the morning and you're like, I know it's just a tiny little thing. And then when you get it working, 
And it's like, hmm, half past three is maybe too late to email everyone and tell them it's working now. It, it is. I've, I've actually a couple of times, it's not been too many times, maybe twice or two or three times, I've gotten out of bed um, in the middle of the night and just gotten, gotten downstairs to open my laptop and, and just tried something out and be like, shit. I, I don't think I've got to that stage before. I think, um, yeah, I like my sleep a bit too much. But no, <laughs> you are right. Biggest though. lie I've ever heard in my life. How? You don't sleep. You do email at three in the morning. You do go, oh, this works. And or you, I wake up at seven. I've got like fifty million WhatsApps. I just no, I, uh, actually, you're getting better. Like you have, you have stopped doing it a lot recently. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm super annoyed if I can't make something work. It's just it's it's super annoying and i just can't get that thing out of my head so you know that's uh that's a character flaw that i just you know if i'm annoyed then i just need to uh keep at it till i crack it it's not a flaw it's a good trait i mean i i find i know this might sound a little bit weird but you almost get like a sense of euphoria when you do fix something it is that rush of adrenaline it's actually what's there's the record Fuck it, I'm late to bed now. I think that's a good trait as long as you can understand and identify the point when what you're doing is more damage than good. Because mm-hmm. that does happen. You get to the point where you are making more changes to something that's making it worse, but you don't know you're making it worse. Yeah. And yeah. this this comes from when I've done network engineering stuff and I'm sitting on the command line holding up a router doing something it's not quite working and you realize you're getting worse and worse or you're getting more tired you make more mistakes and it's the same when you look at doing any sort of expressions any min- yeah. any citizen developer or maker type code you make you forget that parenthesis you take it out you add it the semicolon and you just end up changing more and more i agree with you 100 percent um i find myself just you know hitting the keyboard just trying different combinations without really understanding what the combinations are until it works you know I mean, and, and not... then you know i crack it i have no idea what i just did i gotta come back to it in the morning and then you know try to figure it out again but it's just the feeling of, of you know getting it to work and and the annoyance of not getting it to work so we fries on it it's definitely something that i think we can all agree that it definitely makes it satisfaction and, and what you're doing definitely thriving on it. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, have you made any flow templates for the community yet? I've, you know, I've uploaded some of the flows to the TDG Power Platform um, Bank uh, yep. based on on my my blog post. I I don't think you can call those templates um, as templates as we guess we or. No one understand them. Um, the answer is no. I haven't made any templates, um, but when I make a flow, I try to upload it to uh, so so that other other people can dissect it and you know go through the steps of steps of of not having to to learn exactly the same stuff that I did. They can just dissect it and t- try to tweak it and, and you know see that's where I I find I learn more that way. I mean I I'm a hands-on person and I like to watch a video, but if if I take your, if I download yours from the TGB, TDG bank, I can look at what you've written, and I know right. I can just swap out this entity for and this field, exactly. and it would work. Yeah. 
And then you start to think, oh, but I need to do this extra little bit. You take that from somebody else. So you learn by community coding, shall we say? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, you extend it. And, you know, the, the thing that I'd really like to see is, is people give more feedback on, uh, on, you know, these air quotes, open source flows or whatever you want to call them. Um, because like I said, I mean, I got no, I got no developer background. So, so, I mean, I have no idea of, of development best practices or anything like these. Um, so the flows that I have, you know, they work, but they, you know, there might be an easier way to accomplish the things that I've done in my flows. Uh, if they're, if they're made by a developer. So, you know, um, someone dissecting them and and you know giving feedback. Um, it's it's I think it's and I want to say it's it's the same with with cam, Canvas apps with Power apps. Um, uh, it it has that same uh, same mentality and 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 the approaches is with Flow. So in, in that sense, you know people looking at it and being like, well, you did it like this, you could have done it like that. And but and and I I think that's the beauty of Flow because you can just accomplish the same thing and the same features. With in in so many different ways. Yeah, there's there's so many different ways of doing it, and you're you're, you're spot on with the the whole getting somebody to look at it because yes, it could be the the quickest way of doing it, or it works. Yeah. But is it does it take too many jumps? Does it take too long to run? You, you don't know until you've got somebody else. I mean, it's a difficult one. You see, if you're in a project and it works and it does what it's meant to do. There's almost a fear of, right, I'm not going to change it because it works. But because a lot of what you're doing is either community-based or learning for yourself, then you've got a bit more of that time to say, right, go give me a hand, have a look, bounce an idea off of somebody else. Let's let's look at this as a group to see what can be done. Exactly. And that's that's one of the things that, that a bit worries me about the whole citizen development and citizen developer um mentality I, I think it's 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 good but flow is a good example of, of um citizen developers not really fully understanding what um what the flow is how it works and how much potential stress it'll put on on the the, the back-end service whatever you know that the fancy technology is that that flow runs against um and if you have that flow running async uh, 40,000 times in an hour. Yeah. Should you consider how the flow has been built versus not considering how the flow has been built? I mean, if it was uh, core CE, customer engagement, it would naturally make a huge difference on the async service. But with flow, um, I know that there's, uh, you know, there's really, really not too much documentation around this anyways uh, available. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's to some extent speculation, but you know, what are the best practices, what you should do when you're making flows? So I think that's one important topic that I'm hoping that someone with, with more dev background will cover I think, uh, I think for, for the important. community. I think for me, what's important here as well is even though there's all that element that you can do lots of things with a flow. You can still only do what your security role within CE, CRM, whatever you want to call it at the moment, allows you to do. It doesn't allow you to circumvent anything in any way whatsoever. If you can't write to a record, you can't use flow to do it. So there's that element of it there as well. And, and creating flows and things like that as well is that part of it where 
you need to look at who you give permissions to do it or not, because obviously a flow is very much for the user to make their job easier. That's the point of the citizen dev, isn't it? As a user, they can go and make a flow, they can make a power app, they can do something. But I think there needs to be a rethought in who you give that permission to and how the business actually give the security rolls out. And I don't really know if many people have over, have looked at that yet. I've not had many conversations about it, but it's something I've been thinking of recently. If you if you chat to Chris Huntingford, he's I'm gonna steal a quote from him. Uh, it's like app and flow Armageddon. Mm-hmm. These these citizen developers they can I mean yeah it's fine them not having the rules and permission to do things, but if they have access to flow, they've got access to a canvas that they can do a lot. Yeah. You can start making significant changes. I mean, maybe not in CE, but there's that many templates there that you just put in your credentials and you can log in. So you can write data to and from things that so if I create a power if I create something um and through Power Apps and it writes into a contact record, but the contact record, the form itself maybe has business rules where you can't write into that field that will still allow them to do it so it can be scary and it's something i don't think a lot of companies have picked up yet it should be heavily monitored who you give access to that to because you can read data there should almost be like a write data you a bit like think of your crm security role your create read update delete they shouldn't have delete and they shouldn't have update maybe to start with Mm -hmm. and and that's where the power app still takes your CRM security role like that. But yeah, yeah, if you have a contact record and an ERP system that's connected through that power app that's pulling from CRM, because let's be honest, accounts contacts generally exist in both of these environments, yeah. and you don't have the security roles on one side of it right, then yeah, there's potential you can corrupt that data if it's not yeah. being built right. 100%, yeah. but that depends on the security roles and things. So that's what that should still govern, but it's about putting that governance in place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think actually that the, the the government the governance is is one of the aspects that I mean there there's there's a lot of info and and, and uh, articles out there on Docs Microsoft Com and whatnot and uh, uh, I forget the exact name of the the Power uh, Platform Power Apps uh, Admin Guide written by uh, uh, by David Yak which which is an awesome piece of uh, piece of information. Um, but still, the the whole governance aspect is, you know, at least to me, it's it's still a bit abstract. You know, what are the do's and don'ts around that? I was actually just googling uh, environment maker and environment admin um, because I'm not up too much. I'm not up to speed with those as much as I should. Um, so I was just actually googling that before the podcast and just getting you know better and and, and trying to learn more around those. Um, there's just so I, much I don't think stuff you're the only coming in that, speed with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So uh, there's just so much stuff coming in that it, it's, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's it's uh, it's actually pretty hard to keep up with with all uh, all this stuff. That's the same point I was making there. You're you're looking at at that tonight before we record this podcast. But they're relatively new terms. The maker, the admin, these roles that now exist and having these roles there and certainly looking at like the azure exams they have a fundamentals exams and they're looking at sectioning off the areas so you can only imagine that that sort of stuff yeah. but who knows so you're hitting glasgow i think you're coming in on the thursday is that right yeah that's correct yeah 
So are you coming in two days early to just drink whiskey with Ian? Uh, that's uh, that's that's definitely part of the reason. I've never been to Scotland, to be honest. Um, I wish I'd have more time to visit a distillery or something. I, I think it it's it partly sucks that I'm flying to Scotland and I'm not visiting a distillery. I, you know, if someone would have asked me that or told me that one year ago, I, you know, I probably would have punched myself in the face or something. Um, but yeah, naturally, I'm I'm looking forward to the whiskey, to the good company, and and uh, you know meeting the man the myth the legend in in his connected phil service workshop and uh Thanks. just meeting all the awesome people totally thought you were going to talk about me there but no he's I talking know. about ben volmer oh it's not or, even my connected field sir oh you guys aren't legends oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> only in their own rights only in their own heads <laughs> we don't need to be legends we are just growing the scottish community one person at a time so i have uh, a question for somebody who's never really heard our voices, do we sound the same? Myself and Mark. As an accent or, or, or? We were having this conversation, we were doing these podcasts and thinking about it. Right, can't people tell us apart? So talking about the legend status that is us, if we have, yeah, I've just uh, made ourselves a legend. I, I, I've talked to Mark quite a, on, on quite a few occasions, so so his his um, cuddly voice sounds... Sounds safe and familiar. <laughs> that is, that, is worrying. that is worrying. It sounds safe and familiar. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, move I, on I, from I, that, I, right? I, I can tell the difference by the voice. It's actually harder by the looks. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I've got the more the sort of the posh, posher like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Edinburgh, it's more, people say I sound more like an Edinburgh accent than I do Glasgow. If you mean that, if you were to say, right, you've got you've got Glasgow, you've got Edinburgh as your two accents that most people will know, apart from the sheep shaggers up in Aberdeen, so better cut that out because so, there might be people so, from. So, so Scottish, Scottish is just Scottish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> trying to profess that he speaks this posh Edinburgh accent. Well, no, not posh Edinburgh. I don't know. No, no, no. That's, you did the Edinburgh. That was almost I did, I did, yeah, yeah, I pretty much did actually. But that's that's what I've been told. It sounds like more than a Glasgow accent. And as I said to you, just because your mum says it, it doesn't mean it's true. But I mean, you're going to be like Trisha. You're going to kill my childhood today, Ian. <laughs> I'm just, I'm. I, people hate me today. Yeah. So when you come over, you're arriving what Thursday? Do you say? Yeah, there's, uh, flying in on Thursday, flying out on uh, on Sunday. What so time we'll do you fly on Thursday? Um, do you know? Um, I think it is probably around. I think it was around early afternoon. I want to say like. No, it can't be because it's it's we're leaving at six. It's probably around three, four, five, something like that. Because the trip takes like ten hours or something. Flying because you've got lots of different flights, don't you? I think we're flying through Frankfurt. Oh, really? So I think it's a sideline. I would like to try to work out if we could even get to a distillery. But if you're flying in late the Thursday, we're busy Friday. Yes, I got a lot. Really tight, isn't it? I gotta check. Give me just a sec. You can edit this out. Um, Tons. 
Lufthansa. Because I'm pretty sure there'd be quite a few people that wouldn't mind a wee, brute, a wee distillery trip. I would, I would love one. Um, that's kind of why I was asking what's, what's close. Uh, oh, Helsinki, Glasgow. Here we go. Um, oh, shit. This can't... Frankfurt leaves at nine in the morning. Oh, uh, quarter to three. Or yeah. Quarter to three on Thursday. Yeah, in in Glasgow. I have. I, is is it? Is the hotel far away from the the airport? I have no idea how big Glasgow is. The airport is like twenty minutes outside Glasgow. It's not oh, that okay. far. Yeah. The to be fair, the transport links from Glasgow Airport into the South Centre are pretty shit. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a bus it's the public transport, there's no train connection or anything, oh, but the hotel is not that far. We're taking a cab I guess. Yeah, if you get a cab it's, it's there's loads of cabs obviously Yeah, but I mean yeah, quarter to three so definitely um, you know, there's the whole evening to to do something and, and then Thursday well, or Friday naturally is, is the whole day of, of, field, of that field service stuff, so Eleven till three for the field service, and then your uh, the speaker's meal where you'll get a whiskey. As yeah. Well. How's the after party? Is that is that? Uh, on the Did you get an email time? for that? Yeah, I registered for it, um, but that's probably at the same time as the, as the speaker's meal, right? No, the so, after, no, the speaker's meal is a Friday night. But so is yeah. the after party on a Friday as well? No, oh, no, after the after party is on the after. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. Because I, I was and, thinking we'd go for the uh, speakers meal on on Saturday, but yeah, yeah. All right. So now it makes sense. Do yeah. Speaker, yeah. Do the speakers meal beforehand on the Friday night. We need to feed you the Friday night anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm uh, I'm on at nine sharp on Saturday, all hungover, um, just screwing yeah. over my demos and. Not nine o'clock. Boom. Start. Get everyone up for it right away. Yeah, so that is that is what your plan is. Yours is uh, yours is get the crowd motivated. You're the curtain opener. You're the one that gets no. the crowd ready to go. So I actually forgot where we were on the podcast, so we can cut this back in. Uh, let's so, cut out the whole. Do we sound the same shit? <laughs> which is curious. <laughs> so yeah. you, so if you just t- come back in with, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. What is what is your blog? Well, I'll let Ian do it, but just ask about the blogs. So yeah. I've got a question. So if you can do that, and then we'll kick it back in. Sure. So got a question for you, and with regards to your blogs, you previously done a lot of blogs on PSA. You're now going to be talking about field service, PSA, and flow. Mm-hmm. I found your blogs when I was doing a PSA engagement with a customer really, really useful. Are you planning to do the same sort of thing with what you're looking at at the moment, or are you going to change up and do some video stuff like E's doing? Any ideas? Um, I try to I try to do some some videos every once in a while. I kind of depends on you know where where PSA is as as a product and if there's new you know cool stuff to vlog. I've I've done a lot of of how to vlogs, so I've kind of. I feel like I've kind of done the relevant ones. Um, I'm probably sticking to uh, to to mainly to writing blogs. I think that's my uh, that's that's my thing. That's um, it's easier for me, I guess, than 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 doing 
doing vlogs or, or maybe doing podcasts. I, I pr prefer the, the 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 writing blog approach. Yeah, sure. see, I've I've kind of turned from that. So I've gone from the writing down, doing the blogging. I think I actually like doing the videos more now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is. Probably just because I like the sound of my own voice. So day-to-day -day dynamics. Did I get that right? Was that a good guess? Yes, yes, sir. Day-to-day -day dynamics three sixty-five. Dot com. Dot com. Yes, sir. So that's where you find all your blogs. Cool. That's so, that's it. And they're they're now classed as MVP blogs, aren't they? they yeah, they are. Um, they they could be classed as MVP blogs. Um, I did. You know, actually, it's it's uh, today marks marks a special moment. I, I did actually diversify for the first time uh, ever today beyond uh, PSA and full service. Uh, to an uh, to a to a different award category, I, I, I posted my first blog on on roadmap, which is actually still related not to uh, the future, which will be modern project, but to uh, to to Microsoft project or, or or project online. So, so that's an avenue I'm exploring. Um, really, really excited about the new project service and when that comes out, and you know, trying to be ready for that and, and try to, you know. Get to crips with that as well. It's always good getting knowledge of of new products in case there's anything ever happens with them. So that's quite a quite a good thing to do. So where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at my uh, at, at Twitter uh, dot com slash my first name and my last name written together. So that's Antipayunan. A-N-T-T-I-P-A-J-U-N-E-N. -E <laughs> so, do you know how many, right? So from all of the different things that I've been organizing and names I've been writing down for stuff, I've probably got about 17 different spellings of your name. Your first <laughs> name. Your surname I'm fine with, but I've gone for A-N-N-T-I, A-N-T-T-I-I, or I've got, honestly, I'm like, do I actually have 45 different speakers or is it the same person? I've been a nightmare uh, for it. That's that's like anti. That's like anti a n t i with with double with double t's. That's a good reminder. It's like it's a strong anti something. Yeah. <laughs> I will get there. I mean, it's not as if I don't see your name pop up on the computer every single day. <laughs> but for some reason, because you know, what I'm like I'm a hundred miles an hour. So if I'm doing something, it's because. I'm trying to do it times 30 for each speaker, and I'm just like, ah, that's his name. Oh, that looks all right, that'll do. So, yes, we're getting there. For me, it's the emoticon. If it just has an ant on it, I know it's wrong. If I've wrote ant and it shows me an ant, I know I need to do a T and an I. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's actually uh, uh, um, Captain Rogers and Captain Brett Rogers, who's, who's uh, an active member of our community from South Africa. He, um, I'm not sure if he forgets how to spell my name, but he just, you know, puts puts an ant sign on, on, on WhatsApp every time. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he can't spell it's my name anti. either. He cannot spell my name either. I love Moses. <laughs> he is a good lad. So, I mean, what a fitting way to end this podcast then. You're the last person to say this run of five podcasts has been emotional, bro. It's been emotional. I yeah. believe it has. 
I don't know, is he Finland's only MVP? Or are there more? There was a trivia quiz for the uh, answers in the postcard element again. He's definitely an MVP that's recently, as we said during it, like, he helped me a lot with all the PSA stuff I was doing when he was doing all these great blogs and stuff about it. So I hope the MVP them. Uh, it continues on that track and keeps producing the same sort of content. Yeah, because hopefully it'll be even better content now because you may have access to stuff you might have not had access to previously. That could be true, yeah. Getting preview elements and various and a bigger tool set available to him. So hopefully he uses that whole new found stardom within the Dynamics world to his uh, different leverage. I'm now just thinking of him coming down on a glitter ball singing uh, show tunes. I don't know why. That level of start. That's that's quite a scary thought. He always seemed he, he was so calm and composed. I don't really know if I can see him singing so show tunes, but you know what? It does lead up to the fact that we've missed a few people actually in doing this. I know this is a last pre-recorded one that we're doing, but on the day, there's going to be some people that are there that haven't actually we've not managed to get on the podcast. So maybe we keep yeah. this going and see if we can get some snippets and things then. So I think and I think if anyone's been listening to this come up and speak to us for a couple of minutes. We will record it. Tell us how you got here. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts. And by the time people have listened to this, they're probably already on their way to the event. So let's start getting the hashtags going with D365SatSchool and tell us how you're getting here, what you're doing. And yeah, me and Ian versus those Dynamics guy in a podcast off. Oh, that could be interesting. But definitely on that. On that uh, hashtag, the hashtag D for Delta 365 sat score. You need to get tweeting on that. You need to be using that. There, it could be advantageous for you, as all of us say at this point in time. Well, we don't even need to say that. Let's be honest. Let's just tell them prizes, 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 best hashtags, best pictures, most pictures, everything, anything. We want everyone to know about Scotland and how good everyone is up here. So let's okay. get it get it going so yeah let's let's try and uh, have a chat with chris kyle and will when we get there in face if we get a word in edgeways and i do you know what i thought as chris we would struggle to get a word in edgeways i've spoke to will probably every week for the past month on the phone i don't know if i've said a word on it yet yeah i don't know i don't know who's going to be the ringmaster between the five of us i know how our dynamic works but when we put the three of them in amongst it and we all start feeling off each other, I, I think it's going to be anarchy. Like, I, I expect, like, it's not going to be the four horsemen apocalypse, it's going to be the five horsemen of dynamics apocalypse, riding over some sort of crazy hill covered in candy floss and unicorns while we're just dominating. It's going to be interesting. So what if we actually even up a little bit then? Because there's three of them... And there's been really three of us that have been involved in organising it. And the other person we haven't spoke to is Claire. Very true. Does it bring round through our other our female Scottish element where we bring Claire onto it, Claire Carmichael? Oh, she'll just beat us all though. Like she actually is the perfect ringmaster and she'll enjoy it. Yes. She'll be she will physically beat us as well, but that's a different, a different podcast. So yes. As you're on your way, get tweeting about it. Tell us about the event. Tell us after the event. Um, we have a couple of things in the pipeline to hopefully 
keep this podcast going and keep it moving. Yep. We will not divulge anything at the moment, but we may do after the event. Yep. And I'm really interested to hear on the day where you've travelled from. Like, is it Scotland? Have you came further afield? I want to start seeing this hashtag at the start of your travels, like at the airport, at the train station. Like, it's an early morning for us all, so let's all just share the pain. Now, what we might do is, we I did create a little video. So in our group chat that we have, one of our speakers may have done a video of them sledging down a hill. I may have edited that video, <laughs> and that may be the start of his travels. If, you, if anybody listens to this, and I want somebody to actually tweet me or Ian and ask, so the Mark Christie or Bearded CRM guy, and ask to see it, I will post it. But oh, I'm glad to see it. it. I've not even seen this final edit. This actually, I can see Mark's face right now, and the grin on it just shows me it's full of childish humour. He can't even contain no. himself. Do you know what? I have not done that. I have not. Wait a minute, actually. I probably have at some point, haven't I? Oh, you no, must have done. Otherwise, I'm really disappointed in you. I think you might be disappointed. I mean, I could put some Benny Hill music over the top of it. That's maybe a step too far. Yeah, no, I've not. I've genuinely not been on a rib or a wind up here. I've, I've gone for it. And so, on that note, let's just finish up for here. Leave you hanging because I don't want to see any more of that disappointment on your face because you're making me feel sad. And this week isn't a sad week. This week is a busy week. This week is the final arrangements, the the ducks in a row, whatever you want to call it. Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland will take place on the 26th of January at Strathclyde University Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there!